two. And in a few minutes that we have, I'd like us to open our hearts because something is about to happen. Something you'll never recover from in your life is taking place. There are days and there are certain days. God will make this day a certain day for you. You believe that? Let me hear your loudest. Amen. Every kingdom principle is a mystery. Why? Because they may never be scientifically proved. But their results cannot be doubted. There is no scientific way of proving the resurrection or the coming back to life of Lazarus. But he came back to life. Amen. There is no way to prove the turning of wine or water to wine. But it turned. Paul the apostle said, I fear lest by enemies as Satan beguiled Eve through his subtlety. So your mind should be corrupted from the same place that is in the gospel. So, 2 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 3. It is full of simplicities with unquestionable testimonies. Full of simplicities. And that's why Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. Every kingdom principle is a mystery. Because you may never have a scientific proof for its claims, but the proofs cannot be doubted. And only fools doubt proof. And among all mysteries, faith is a principal mystery because it is the very substance of the kingdom. It said, now faith is the substance of things who for the evidence of things not seen. And it said in Acts chapter 6 verse 7, and many of the priests became obedient to the faith. That means they came into the kingdom. So the faith is the very substance of kingdom life. The faith. So if the principles of the kingdom are all mysteries, then faith must be the mystery of all mysteries. And I want us to listen to this very intensely because I know you are about moving to your next level. Let's first look at the nature of faith. I said their faith sees the invisible. Creation was not in view when God saw it. And the Bible says by faith we understand that the words were framed by the word of God. So that the things that we see today did not come out of things. We do appear. Hebrews 11 verse 3. Faith sees the invisible and brings it to pass. We are told about Moses and we read that later. How he endured as saying him that is invisible. So faith sees the invisible. If you like, call it the impossible. Bible faith thinks the unthinkable. He considered not his own body now as dead, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb, that menopause made no meaning. So faith in action in a man's mental faculty. He considered not his own body which is now dead. 
neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God. The word consider talks about consideration, mental consideration. Faith thinks the unthinkable. We were in a meeting years ago and the phone in the generator was down and they came to me, we need to shut down. I said, don't shut down. There's a fellow I said, it's not finished until you say it's finished. It well was finished. And we're there five hours more. And as soon as we were done with that all night, and we all came out, gee, faith thinks the unthinkable. Faith expects the unexpectable. By faith, Noah being warned of God, build an ark when it has never rained. Don't build an ark to do what? That we float on water. How? And it wasn't building it by the shore. How? Faith expects the unexpectable. And then the first rain that fell was a flood. This time tomorrow, there shall be more food than there was before the famine. Uh-uh. Even if God opened the windows of heaven, shall distance be? Faith expects the unexpectable. And number four, faith speaks the unspeakable. If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us uh, from the fiery furnace. And he will deliver us from your hand. Uh, they must be drunk. Speaks the unspeakable. He spoke, faith spoke against fire as speaking against air. And the Bible says in Daniel chapter 3 and verse 28, that God delivered his own servants that trusted in him. So it, it was the language of faith that they were speaking. Speaking the unspeakable. Can I hear your amen? Faith speaks the unspeakable. Two months, too much. God created the world in six days. He won't need two months to finish a small building like your church. Two months, too much. Faith speaks the unspeakable. Faith speaks the unspeakable. And number five, faith dares the undearable. Daniel dared the den of the lions. And the lions did him no hurt. Faith dares the undearable. By energizing your spirit, strengthening your soul, and revitalizing your body. By faith, Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed. Faith is a divine energizer. It energizes your three realms of existence. Your spirit, your soul, and your body. So you can dare the undearable. Confront the unconfrontable. And I said, yeah, number six, faith conquers the unconquerable. By faith, Moses confronted a whole nation at the age of 80. Faith conquers the unconquerable. The Red Sea gave way. Unimaginable. By faith, he 
observe the Passover and that turn the captivity of Israel overnight and destroy the Egyptians by faith. He empowered economically a whole nation. Faith conquers the unconquerable. By faith, we moved all the way from town into the forest where ministry should die. There was no single bus owned by the church when we moved in here. And we conquered the forest. The forest of witches was overrun by the sons of Zion. Faith conquers the unconquerable. Number seven, faith achieves the unachievable. From 22,000, the army of Gideon was reduced to 300. And with 300, they overran the army of the Midianites. Achieves the unachievable. Hebrews 11:33. he said, through faith they subdued kingdoms. All my children who are just out of Covenant University now, the master key to a world of strange achievement is the weapon of faith. You will tread in places where lions dread to tread because of what you hold in your hand. Now the question is, how does faith get this done? Faith is as proved to be the most potent of all forces in the universe. Faith has proved to be the most potent of all forces in the universe. Bible faith, I mean. And I'll be proving to you in this short teaching how superior that is to what philosophers call faith and what psychologists call confidence. How does faith actualize Bible faith? How does it function in this realm that I've just de described? The most potent force in the whole universe. Lazarus was dead four days. And Jesus said, where did you name? They said, it's already smelling by now. It's decomposed. <laughs> said, Said I not unto thee that if thou shouldest believe, thou wouldest see the glory of God. There is no laboratory up till now that we consider any effort in dealing with a case as terminally terminal as Lazarus' case. He was already dead four days. All the researchers from America to China to India. Nobody will take that project for examination. No foundation will sponsor a research on that. That somebody has died four days and we want to put together what mechanisms can bring him back. Let's do some computerization. It is a, an eternally closed case. But Jesus said it will obey the authority of faith. That's how potent the force of faith how does he get this done? We read in Romans chapter 11 A very very powerful scripture And verse 19 
This is one of the vital mysteries of faith. May I start from verse 16. For if the first fruit be holy, the lump is also holy. And if the root be holy, so are the branches. And if some of the branches be broken off, and thou being a wide olive, what grafted in among them, and with them partake of the root and the fatness of the olive tree, boast not thyself against the branches. But if thou boast, thou bearest not the root, but the root thee. Thou wilt say then, the branches who have broken off, that I might be grafted in. Well, because of unbelief, they were broken off. And thou standest grafted in by faith. Be not high minded, but fear. What is the scripture saying? That faith is a mystery through which you and I are grafted into divinity. Grafted. Partaking of the fatness of the root. We are grafted into God. Drawing direct from God as we live our life. We are grafted into God. Drawing virtue direct from heaven to accomplish the impossible on the earth. For if God spared not the natural branches, verse 21, take it, lest he spare not thee. Behold, therefore, the goodness and severity of God on them which fell. Severity. But towards thee, goodness, if thou continue. In his goodness. Otherwise thou shalt be cut off. And they also. If they abide not still in unbelief. Shall be grafted in. For God is able to graft them in again. Now, this scripture clearly shows that it is faith. That empowers you to be grafted in. And when you are grafted in. You begin to draw directly from the root of the tree to which you are now grafted. What are we talking about? You are connecting humanity to divinity. And divinity is now manifesting itself through humanity. Empowering the ordinary man to begin to accomplish what only God could accomplish. This is so important. So faith brings you into God and brings God into you and makes you a living wonder among men. Can I hear your loudest amen? When you are grafted into God, whatever cannot be found in God should not be found in you. Engraftment is an agricultural term and that's taking a branch of a tree and grafting it or connecting it through whatever method to another tree. And so it begins to bear fruit after the root of the new tree to which it's grafted. You have been taken from your wide life. I have been taken from my wide life and now grafted into his majestic, honorable life. 
So I begin to bear fruits after his kind of honor and majesty. My prayer is that you will understand this and stay connected. As long as that branch is grafted, it has no struggles. Faith is the only way to be grafted in. Unbelief is the natural way to be disconnected. Whatever cannot be found in God shall not be found in you anymore. And see what happened in the story of the woman with the issue of blood. Luke chapter 8 and verse 40 to 48. The woman went behind Jesus and tore the hem of his garment. And Jesus said, virtue is gone out of me. And said, no, we are all touching. He said, no, no, no. Somebody drew something out of me. And the woman came trembling, knowing what she has done. Because immediately the flow of blood stopped. She's been in that condition for 18 years. The flow of the blood stopped. And Jesus said, daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith has connected you, grafted you into me. And you have drawn virtue out of me. And it's made you whole. Go in peace. That's why men of faith, women of faith, don't have any respect for the word impossibility. Because they are drawing from a failure-proof source. When you are grafted in, sickness is converted to health. Weakness converted to strength. Fear converted to courage. Failure converted to success. Lack and want converted to abundance. This is what he said. Romans 11. Let's look at it again. Verse 17. And if some of the branches be broken off, and thou being a wide olive tree were grafted in among them, and with them partake of the root and the fatness of the olive trees, boast not thyself against the branches. For if thou boast, thou bearest not the root, but the root. See, now you see, you, you are partaking of the fatness of the olive tree because you are now grafted into it. So whatever is in it flows naturally into you. It's a complete change of status. So what faith does is to establish a supernatural change of status for you. It's very important. When you come to a point of faith, you are spiritually grafted into God on that issue. And then his fatness begins to manifest in your life. All we need is to strive to come to a point of faith on any issue of concern. And our triumph is surer than the day. For this is the victory that overcomes every challenge in the world, even our faith. First John chapter 5 and verse 4. This is the victory. No matter what the problem. This is the victory. This is the master key that puts you over. And the way he does it is to connect you to virtue. That puts you in command. Can I hear your amen? So the story of the woman with your blood clearly defines this engraftment mystery. It wasn't the touch. It was the faith. Everybody was touching him. Only one was connected to him. And Jesus said, thy faith connected you to my virtue. You drew out of it and it's made you whole. 
I see you drawing something this hour that will make you whole from that challenge of your life. You believe that? Let me hear your loudest amen. Faith is therefore not just believing God. Faith is connecting to God. Faith is essentially connecting to God. You start to see things the way God sees them. You start to talk the way he talks. You start to think the way he thinks. You start to act the way he acts. And you start to dare what he dares. That is faith. Faith is connecting humanity to divinity. Thereby empowering him or her for dominion. That's faith. Faith is connecting humanity to divinity. Thereby empowering him for dominion. That is faith. Every time you come to a point of faith on any issue in your life, you are in command. Because at that time, you are operating in the very class of God. That's what the Bible says. If thou canst believe, what happens? All things are what? Possible to him that believeth. Then he said, with man this is impossible, but not with God, for with God all things are possible. Now, that's Mark 9.23 and Mark 10.27. Putting the two together means that at the point of faith, humanity begins to operate at the frequency of divinity. At the point of faith, humanity begins to function at the frequency of divinity. Saint child. At the point of faith. For with man, the nature of man, this is impossible, but not with God. For with God, all things are possible. And if thou can't believe, that means when you come to the point of faith, you are now operating the class of God. What a mystery. That's a mystery. That's a mystery. Not assumed faith, but acquired faith. Amen. Don't assume it. Assumption is the mother of frustration. Don't assume faith. Acquire faith. And faith comes by hearing. Know ye not whether ye be in the faith or not. Examine yourself. Faith is a tangible force. You can't have it without knowing. You can't come to a point of faith on an issue without knowing. I came to the point of faith... On church growth, 1984, March, I knew when I came to that point, I saw the thousands gathering. So, I came to the point of faith on prosperity, 1982, I knew. I'll never beg, nor borrow, I vowed. I knew. Most people in church are victims of assumptions. I know God will do it. I know God will do it. That's what makes faith different from all postulations of science, all postulations of philosophy, all postulations of psychology. It is all about bringing heaven down to the earth in practical terms. That woman was practically made whole. It wasn't an assumption. The flow of blood stopped on the spot. It's bringing heaven down to the earth. Thank you, Jesus. Can I hear your loudest amen? When you are connected, you start saying things the way he sees them. You start thinking the way he thinks. You start talking the way he talks. You start acting the way he acts. And you start daring whatever he can dare. This is your chance. Let's 
strive to get to the point of faith on any issue of concern in our life. And watch what happens. Alexandra Dowie had a challenge in his days. And the challenge was simple. He was burying people in his church almost every other day because there was an outbreak of an epidemic. And he went before the Lord. Lord, there must be an answer. And suddenly, from Acts chapter 10, verse 38, there was a spiritual earthquake. Something burst open in his heart. The healing ministry that emerged from that, the world will never recover from it. It was an eruption. It's it that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh, the door shall be opened. Faith is the master key to a world of victory. It's either there or not there. Stop assuming it. Go connect with it. Can I hear your amen? Very briefly, number two way faith does this, which is the last point. We read here in chapter 11 of Hebrews about this legend of faith called Enoch. Verse 5. By faith, Enoch walked with God. Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God has translated him. Before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. If you go back to Genesis chapter 5, let's see what that word, please God, stood for. Genesis chapter 5. The Bible says here, in verse Genesis chapter 5, and Enoch walked with God. Now Hebrews said, Enoch pleased God. Now, you bring Genesis 5.24 back to Hebrews 11.5. It can read this other way. And Enoch walked with God. And God translated him that he should not see death. And he had this testimony that he walked with God. But without faith, it is what? Impossible. Verse 6. To walk with God because whosoever comes to God must believe. So a walk with God is impossible without faith. So what faith does is to bring a man into partnership with God. And if God be for us, what happens? You can't be in partnership with God and be stranded. You can't be in partnership with God and be resisted. You can't be in partnership with God and the gate be shut against you. The Bible said, lift up your heads, ye gates, and be lifted up, ye everlasting doors, that the King of glory might come in. So when you are in partnership with God, you are supernaturally in command in the affairs of life. Enoch walked with God. And was not allowed to see what all men should see. Because he was in partnership with God. Because he was in partnership with God. Moses said, if your presence will not go with us, don't carry us from here. <laughs> it is your presence that will make the difference as we go. So it was the partnership that Moses had with God that gave him his place in history. 
We need to build a strong partnership with God through the instrumentality of faith. And we will be perpetually in command. Romans 8.31 If God be for us, who can be against us? Think of these fellows. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were thrown into the fiery furnace. And the Bible said there was the picture of a fourth man with them. And his picture was like, like that of the only son of God. That partnership followed them to the fiery furnace. And so it had no power over them. The fire had no power over them because if God be for us, what happens? Look at partnership with divinity in the den of lion. The Bible said, Daniel testifying, my God has sent his angel and has shot the mouth of the lions and they did me no harm. Partnership with God makes you an unstoppable overcomer. It makes you an irresistible conqueror. It makes you a man to be in charge everywhere you find yourself. Enoch walked with God. In 1 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 7, we walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith and not by sight. It is not we getting the job done. It is the one with us that gets the job done. Jesus said he that sent me is with me. My father has not left me alone because I do always the things that please him. Partnership with God is the seal of destiny. You can't have God with you and be flawed by man. You can't have God with you and be flawed by man. We walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith and not by sight. Moses endured a same God who is invisible. And by partnering with the invisible, he was commanding the impossible. One man stood against a whole nation and they were all helpless looking at him. By active partnership with the invisible, he was in command of the impossible. That is what faith is all about. One, faith connects you to divinity. Two, faith enables you to have partnership with divinity. So it's on the inside and it's also by your side. The two makes you an impossible case for the devil. I strongly believe that this understanding of faith will help you invest more in building your faith and not assuming it. In building your faith and not assuming it anymore. That man gave a testimony after going through the Bible school in May. He had carried that pain since 1984. And he walked out of that place after only three weeks of charging himself up. And discovered the pain was no longer there. And from that day till now, he's a free man after 24 years. There is no investment in developing your faith that is a waste. Let's wake up and take responsibility. It connects you to divine virtue that empowers you for dominion. It enhances your partnership with divinity that puts you in charge all the time. My prayer is that from today, you will begin to invest in wisdom towards development of your faith. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. If God be for us,
Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Whatever cannot be found in God will no longer be found in me. Come on now, speak to the Lord from the depth of your heart. In the precious name of Jesus Christ. Are you excited? God has ordained in his body that his prophets serve as fathers to the congregations. And when Elijah was going up, Elisha cried, My father! My father, the chariots of Israel and the horsemen thereof, are like to proclaim on you and upon all the fathers in our commission worldwide, and it shall be upon your head. Genesis 29 and verse 26. Speaking about Joseph, he said, among other things, the blessings of thy father have prevailed above the blessings of my progenitors. Unto the utmost band of the everlasting hills, they shall be on the head of Joseph, and on the crown of the head of him that was separate from his brethren. Let's read that together, everybody. The blessings of this hour shall be visible on your head. I'd like you, therefore, to open your heart as you connect with these blessings. I've told you too many stories. My life is a reflection of the realities of blessings of fathers. In the morning, in the afternoon, and in the night. I'm not struggling with anything. I'm just privileged to watch things happening as they unfold by the blessings of the Lord. Proclaimed through the ones His place over my life. So to all fathers, all mothers, all children, everyone that belongs to this household. You belong to this spiritual fatherhood. And whatever is proclaimed upon your life today shall be visible on your head. You shall not know the meaning of slavery. You shall not know the meaning of imprisonment. Let me tell you why you are entitled to this blessing. This, I believe, is one of the most dedicated congregation of people on the earth. In every respect and without flattery. Even while it was drizzling and raining yesterday morning, sanctuary keepers were still keeping the premises under the rain. Traffic control will be there at 5 o'clock in the morning to see people driving here safely. Ushers are ushering, the singers are singing, the security on alert and everybody walking. And giving almost the blood in honoring Jesus. Therefore I speak to you as your spiritual father in this house. Every blessing upon my life. Put there by the worst place over me. I release them upon you. From this day. You shall not have to struggle to go forward. Hear this word from my lips. This commission. Has never suffered stagnation. 
And because you are connected to it, you shall no more see stagnation in your journey. This commission is absolutely debt free for anyone indebted in this family in any form. You are absolutely free forever. May the blessings of this house cause you to prevail in your journey. I speak the blessings upon your household. I speak it upon your children. I speak it upon your grandchildren. In the name of Jesus. Covenant University has become a household name. And God said to Abraham, I will make you great and thy name great. I decree that the greatness of this house become visible on your life. After they gave Isaac the venison that he loved, he poured his heart out. I pour my heart out over you today in response to your qualitative stewardship and sacrifices of day and night in this commission. Receive your reward! Receive your reward! Receive your reward! For all the fathers you have honored today, may every blessing upon each of them come upon your head. In the name of Jesus! And I'm using you as point of contact to all members of this winner's family worldwide. The same blessings proclaimed on this ground becomes the portion of everyone within, outside the country, wherever they may be, in the name of Jesus. Between now and the next Father's Day, no one is permitted to be buried in your family. No one here shall bury their children. You shall not bury your grandchildren. You shall not bury your wife. You shall not bury your husband. In the name of Jesus. Let all the sons and daughters of this ministry, in their respective ministries, and in their respective vocations, wherever they may be in the world, be partakers of today's blessings. Lord, I decree that everyone connected to this commission become partakers of today's Father's blessings. So let it be. In Jesus' precious name. Say with me with a loud voice, I am blessed. Say it convincingly, I am blessed. I am blessed. Within the next 12 weeks, 3 months, 
there shall be commotions of divine confirmation. Check today, as proclaimed in the course of the teaching, whatever could not be traceable to the body of Christ, sickness, disease, weakness, pains, strain, oppression, shall not be traceable to your life anymore. In the name of Jesus. And I pray that the grace of all my life that is provoking these blessings, that the same grace be upon your life. In the name of Jesus. I have followed the man Copeland for years. And in the 38th year, he looked at me in the face and said, From today, my breastplate is your breastplate and my sword is your sword. After 30 years. Grace to stay till you get all that remains. Receive it in the name of Jesus. May the blessings of today constitute a landmark in your journey. Whatever I have not had to struggle for, you will never struggle for it. So the ones who desire to be married... As the Lord liveth, whose I am and whom I serve. Abraham didn't have no struggle getting a wife for his son. No, it's not part of the covenant. Everyone whose marital destiny is being tied down by the devil. I command your release today in the name of Jesus. marital spare that does not allow you to enjoy your marriage in one way or another I command an end to it in the name of Jesus and to every daughter of Zion that looks forward to God for the blessings of the fruits of the womb as the Lord liveth I decree that before the next Father's Day your children are in your hands The work of your hand is proclaimed blessed. Your children are declared blessed. Your wife, your husband declared blessed. In Jesus name. No one will doubt again that you belong to this family. No one will doubt again that you belong to this ever winning family. In the name of Jesus Christ. Please take note of this as we close. Faith has one common source. The word of life. And the ignition of the ministry of men of faith. Through their materials. Through the meetings they hold. Through the books they write. That's how it happens. I never saw Smith Wigglesworth. But blessed be God. 1979. Through his writings. The spirit of Wigglesworth entered into me. Just imagine for a moment that the same spirit of faith at work in me is at work in everyone standing here. Imagine that just for a moment. Imagine what revolution that will birth in your various endeavors. Imagine what revolution it will birth in your home, 
in your finances, in your health, over your children. That does not come by wishing. It comes by working at it. I'd like you to take your time out on the books that they announce from time to time and other materials that you consider will help boost and build your faith and invest in it. You don't only get informed, you get impacted. And when you are impacted with the spirit of whosoever you are connected to, it begins to work in you. Please wake up and do something this month. Don't let this month pass like any other month. You pray in the spirit, you search with diligence, and the Holy Ghost helping you, you are connecting with the fire of faith that keeps you on top. Precious sons and daughters in the faith, your hour has finally come. Salvation is the security of your destiny. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Now pray this prayer of faith after me. Lord Jesus, I accept you today as my Lord and my Savior. Forgive me my sins. Wash me with your blood. I believe you died for me on the third day you rose again that I might be justified. Right now, I believe I am forgiven, I'm justified, I am saved, I'm born again, I'm a child of God. I am free from the power of sin to serve the living God. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Amen. Now you are blessed of the Lord who has made the heavens and the earth. I cover you today by the blood of Jesus. The arrows of the wicked shall no longer be able to strike at you. Your destiny is preserved by the blood of the Lamb. You will run this race successfully to the end. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' precious name.
beautiful has just placed in your hands the keys to walking in all-round dominion over life challenges. The end has finally come to your struggles. Welcome to your new beginning. Please share your testimonies with us through testimony at davidoyedebo.com. But first of all, come hear the word of God live as you worship with us at Faith Tabernacle, Canaanland, Kilometer 10, Idiroko Road, Ota. For more inquiries, visit our website, info at lfcww.org. Jesus is Lord. Let me overflow 